The Playmakers Blog presents Fire on High. Featuring your host, Tyler O. What's going on, everyone? You're tuning in to the Fire and High Podcast, and I'm your host, Tyler Urzinski, and this is Tyler's 10 Tips for Week 14, the Fantasy Playoffs. The whole point of these podcasts is to deliver you concise fantasy advice in under 15 minutes, so let's dive in. Tip number one is going to be start Kirk Cousins. Let's start off with Kirk himself. He has been absolutely red hot, averaging a 70% completion percentage, 320 yards and three touchdowns per game over the last five. It is no secret the Vikings have made a uh, quite a push uh, at the playoffs. Um, probably not the division, but definitely the wild card. But Kirk is going to have to keep it up as he is playing against the Bucks, who have a very, very good defense. However, the Bucks have a bit, been a bit susceptible uh, against the pass as of late. However, they are still elite against the run. First DVOA and first in yards allowed per carry. But again, luckily for the Vikings and Mr. Kirk Cousins, the Vikings can still just pass the ball and be successful. The Bucks, as I mentioned, have been vulnerable through the air. Over the last five weeks, the Bucks have allowed a top 15 performance or better to all five quarterbacks they have faced. This game comes in at a 51.5 total, suggesting it will be a high-scoring affair. Kirk Cousins is my preferred streamer of the week, and he will be in my top 15. He might even sneak into the number 12 spot, as far as QBs are concerned. Tip number two is I'm going to start off a little hot on this one, and that's going to be start Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup, since week eight, he has led the team in snaps, he has led the team in targets, and he is just barely behind Amari Cooper as far as air yards are concerned. They're looking for him deep. He has been uh, kept out of the end zone, uh, except for last week, and, and that's big, the big reason why folks have been off of Gallup. Whenever they do two wide receiver sets, or even one wide receiver sets, Gallup is always on the field. You know, there are concerns about the offense because it's not great, but the matchup this week is very juicy. It's the Bengals. Their pass defense is 28th DVOA, and they're 25th in yards allowed per pass. It's easy to pass on the Bengals. And then you look on the Cowboys side of the ball, their defense is the league's worst. There could be a lot of points scored in this game, which means there needs to be a lot of points scored to keep up. I like Gallup this week, especially uh, if you find yourself in a matchup where you're a bit of an underdog and need yourself a little bit more of a boom than a safe play. I would consider Gallup in a flex spot. He'll probably find his way in my top 36 this week. Tip number three is basically don't don't sweat it with Deontay Johnson. And, and the reason I brought this up is, you know, I'm scrolling through Twitter, talking to folks. Everyone watched that Steelers game, right? Um, it was the only game on at the time. And we saw some issues with Deontay Johnson, namely his drops. And I think we also saw James Washington emerge. I'm here to say that those two things are not related whatsoever. Yes, Deontay Johnson has struggled with drops all season, and yes, James Washington did emerge a bit last week. But James Washington, his emergence, the touchdown he scored, the snaps and targets, that's coming at Chase Claypool's expense. With Washington on the field, we saw Claypool um, register his lowest routes run at 46%. It's Claypool or Washington. Deontay Johnson is still a full-time player, along with Juju. Basically, what I'm saying is, is we're, you're starting, we're starting Deontay Johnson as an upside wide receiver two this week without any question whatsoever. 
Do not be concerned with the drops. He is the Pittsburgh Steelers' best wide receiver and their wide receiver one, their alpha. Keep throwing Deontay Johnson in there. No concerns on my part. Tip number four, talking about confidence, is have confidence in Deshaun Watson. I've seen some people talking about possibly benching him just considering he does not have uh, a lot of weapons, but it's Deshaun Watson. He's an elite quarterback. I'm trusting him in the playoffs. And I'll start with, um, you know, a bit, the Bears defense. You see the Bears defense, you're like, oh my God, the Bears defense. They're not elite like they used to be. They're just good. Just got a couple stats I want to throw at you here. The past defense has been mightily attackable on the Bears part as of late. The last six QBs against Chicago have thrown for two TDs plus, and we actually just saw Aaron Rodgers and Stafford combine for seven TDs in the last two weeks. Another little stat here, Chicago allowed 280 yards and two touchdowns to Drew Brees when he did not have Michael Thomas or Emmanuel Sanders. This was with like Taysom Hill and Jared Cook and Kamara. They're just not as good as they used to be. Yes, they're very good against the run, but against the pass, they are susceptible. And considering the Texans' terrible defense, the Bears probably can score at will. We should see a lot of Montgomery, which means we're going to see a lot of the Texans throwing to keep themselves in this game. Do I have Deshaun Watson in my top five? Probably not. But we know he has that upside. He's a top ten quarterback, even if it's just Chad Hansen and Kiki QT. You got to start the guy. You could always run a touchdown in. I have full confidence in Sean Watson in my week 14 matchups. Don't get cute with the streamer. He's well above Kirk Cousins for me. Tip number five related to tip number four with Deshaun Watson is start Kiki QT. He stepped into a heavily increased role with the loss of Will Fuller and immediately paid off as he finished as the wide receiver seven. He had eight receptions for 110 yards on nine targets. That is great stuff. He saw an enormous um, uptick in his utilization, uh, 84% of the time he's running routes, and a 25% target share. This is elite stuff. He's operated from the slot. That's usually uh, pretty good uh, as far as catching targets, especially in PPR leagues. You know, he he's matching up against linebackers, safeties over half the time, uh, especially when he's getting these targets. It's just a good spot for QT, especially against his Bears. He continued to roll QT out there. Another eight or nine targets are going to come his way. The floor is great. Stacking QT and Watson against the Bears is something I have confidence in. Tip number six is I'm trusting Melvin Gordon in key week 14 matchup. The Broncos pass offense uh, is bad. Um, it's worse than we thought it would be. So they're going to have to lean on the run. And the Panthers defense, while they are getting better, especially, um, you know, I think against the pass, they're still not great. You can still run on the Panthers. They're nothing to be scared of. While Melvin Gordon hasn't had a great year, he's proved to be a decent fantasy asset, and I'm fine with rolling him out in Week 14 as an RB2. He consistently, uh, you know, for better or worse, gets uh, more snaps than Philip Lindsay. You know, about 55-45%. Not a lot, but still, he's the preferred back for the Broncos over Philip Lindsay. And then... What really gets me on Melvin Gordon, he is overwhelmingly the favorite in the pass game and the overwhelming favorite in the red zone. Pass game work, red zone work, that's great stuff. That's the stuff you want out of running back, considering it's a decent matchup here. And then you look at, he finishes the season with the Bills and the Chargers. I think Melvin Gordon is a locked and loaded RB2 down the stretch, unsexy as it may be. Tip number seven is start Brashad Perryman. I was already thinking I liked Brashad Perriman this week before the news came that uh, Mims is out this week. He's dealing some personal stuff, it seems like, wishing him the best. But the Jets were already a very narrow target in snap distribution, and now it gets even narrower with just Crowder, who actually just popped up on the injury report, and Perriman. 
Uh, he's in Perriman's in a smash spot, and he could possibly mimic his end of 2019, where he won people championships at least, at least for this week. You know, there hasn't been uh, since week nine. There hasn't been a week where he's seen less than 95% of the snaps. He has a 24% target share since then, and a 35% air yard share, and that was with Mims, and it averaged depth of target of 17.4. Basically, what that means is he is getting a lot of targets, and they're going down the field. They're looking for him deep which is exactly what you want. There's a lot of boom with the sky. And then you add in the fact that the Jets are playing the Seahawks, 27th DVOA, 32nd yards allowed per pass. The Seahawks are literally allowing 48 and a half fantasy points to wide receivers per game. While, you know, the Jets aren't at a league average offense, so I wouldn't expect that out of Crowder and Perriman, but 20 points is easily on the board here for Perriman this week. Um, like I said, he won people championships last year. While, you know, Mims, I don't expect him to be out that long. Perriman is the kind of guy that could easily win you your week 14 matchup. Finishing in the top 20 is something that could easily happen. He will find his way into my top 30. Tip number eight is sit Latavius Murray. You know, Taysom Hill came under center and completely changed his offense. It's basically Taysom, Kamara, and MT, their auto starts. But Latavius Murray was kind of interesting there. Uh, if you look at the last three weeks, in week 11, he saw 13 touches. In week 12, he saw 20 touches. And seven of those... So that's 33 touches. Seven of those came in the red zone. And those were in Taysom Hill's first two starts. So you think going into week 13, he's a locked and loaded flex play, even RB2. But then week 13 rolls around and he was relegated to just five touches. I think a lot has to do with Kamara. Is he, had, he was nursing, I think, a foot injury. And he's back. I mean, we know Kamara's the guy. There is a little bit of a sample size. Having Latavius Murray getting a decent amount of touches, a decent amount of work with Taysom Hill. But I'm not trusting Latavius Murray in this week 14 matchup. Even though the matchup really isn't that tough, keep him on your bench. The floor is not good. Tip number nine is start Jamal Williams. You know, Packers obviously smash spot. You're playing the Detroit Lions. But I like Jamal Williams in particular as a flex play. He's a sneaky flex play. This is a game that I think could easily get out, get out of hand. The Packers could jump out to a, a huge lead. I mean, the Lions defense is bad. And then they're also banged up. They're missing a lot of their starters. So Aaron Rodgers could just throw for 250 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, right off the gate, or Aaron Jones could just bust out in the first half, and they could find themselves up, you know, 18 to 21 points, you know, in the in the first half. Coming out the second half could be a huge Jamal Williams opportunity. I mean, if you look at the season, Williams has seen at least a 40% snap share in eight of his 11 active games. A 50-50 split is something I could easily see in this Lions game. And then you look at the Lions; they're the worst uh, against the running backs. They're allowing 33 fantasy points to running backs per game. You're getting the easiest matchup for Jamal Williams, and he's likely going to see 45 to 50% of the snaps around that for touches. I'm definitely interested in Jamal Williams in my flex. Tip number 10 is bench all Ravens running backs after a promising week 12 for J.K. Dobbins. The Ravens went right back to the three-headed monster, even four-headed monster if you count Lamar Jackson. Looking at their usage in week 13, Dobbins was at 37% snap rate, 11 carries, 11 touches I should say. Gus Edwards, 33% snaps, 7 touches. Mark Ingram, 20% snaps, 7 touches. It's still a three-headed monster. The breakout that we saw in Week 12 from Dobbins uh, was a bit of mirage. They're back to it. I cannot trust J.K. Dobbins in a key Week 14 matchup, especially when you consider uh, the Browns, who are a good run defense and are a bit of a pass funnel. And I think the, the Ravens, if they're going to want to win this game, and they have to win this game if they want to stay in the playoff contention, they're going to have to toss the ball on the Browns. That, that's how you're going to have to beat them. So uh, no to J.K. Dobbins, and then obviously no to Edwards and Ingram. Bench those Ravens RBs. 
Those are going to be my 10 tips week 14. Good luck to everybody in their playoffs. Hope these tips help you. You can find me on Twitter at FFTylero. Don't forget, tell somebody you love them. Later.